Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope that you had the most amazing week. And if you're living in the colder areas like I am in Philadelphia, that you stay or will continue to stay warm. If this is your first time tuning into Conversations with Toy, please don't let it be your last. We welcome you with open arms, or I should say, I welcome you with open arms. And I hope that you find something that you need. Here on this podcast, we talk about things like mental health, we talk about wellness, we talk about the things that are happening in these internet streets, and just about anything in between. The reason for this podcast was simply birthed out of the ability to use my voice as a help to someone else. There are so many times that we're going through so many different things, and so many people are so scared to speak up about certain conversations, whether they feel that it's taboo or not. But at this podcast, we try to talk about it all because there's going to be some help. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, and sometimes we get frustrated, but that is just how life works. Welcome, welcome, welcome. With that being said, I am not a fan of the cold. Honestly, never have been. I cannot stand it. Between my seasonal depression, which I've been very open about, and if you deal with that, you understand the second that the seasons go practically from, I guess, more summer to fall vibes and then God forbid the winter my emotions my thought processes they begin to shift and they begin to change small things that I try to keep in mind is one remembering that this time is going to come and try to find ways to prepare for it I use things like uh, light therapy to help with that especially on days when it's like rainy or dreary or just the fact that you know you don't get out as much you don't get enough uh vitamin d you don't do all those things right and so i try to do my best to get some sun and get outside even with the cold although i cannot stand it now why don't i like the cold simply put it's cold like i'm the type of person that would rather be hot than be cold and i know people vary and some people change about how they may feel but for me i prefer warmth i like to layer because i want to be warm I am the person that when it is 100 degrees outside in the summertime, I'm outside in my glory because I love heat. But once I'm cold, the shifting of the mindset just, it goes along with that. So for all of my other Cody's that are out here and you feel the same way, you are not alone. For all you that love to ski and do all those winter things, God bless you. God bless your bones. Um, That is not I. I am okay. Um, I was supposed to go skiing a couple of years ago. And that's when I found I was pregnant with my second son. So while all of my friends, it was like a group of four of us from college. And while they were out skiing, almost breaking their necks, I was inside the ski lodge getting all kinds of facials and massages and all kinds of stuff. So if I never go back to the ski slopes and actually ski, I'm going to be all right. Because me and the cold, just we just don't get along. Um but besides the code of this week, because when I tell you it dropped, it literally dropped. Last week we were in 70, 75, 77, you know, unseasonably warm for this time of year. And now we're in the 40s. 
I don't like it. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just don't like it. And it is what it is. But I wanted to talk about a special event that took place. I talked about it briefly last week's episode where we were talking about accountability and responsibility. If you didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen to it. It's harder to out somebody when they don't want to accept their responsibility or take accountability. And there is a difference between the two. So go back and listen to that episode. But I alluded to the fact that I would be celebrating uh, my blog and my blog is toytime.org. So that's T-O-I-T-I-M-E.org. I have been blogging for eight years and at the eight year time, I never... I never did any type of huge celebration. Now I've done giveaways for the blog. Uh, my family and I, we all celebrate, you know, my husband, we go out for dinner and we do the whole celebration because in our house, we like to celebrate people's wins, whether big or small, no matter what it is in our house, we try to celebrate every last person in this home in some type of way. And so my husband was like, you know, you really should just consider doing an event. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about all that. Well, in the midst of planning this event, I got sick and I didn't have COVID. And as you heard, I think the last week, my voice was better, but the week before and in the week before that, for those two to three weeks, I was really sick. And so the planning process was still happening, but it wasn't happening with me being as involved with it. And so thank God um, I had the event at the Mushalu here, which is under the Fearless Restaurant brand. And they did the, the bigger legwork for me, thank the Lord, because when I got sick, I couldn't remember I couldn't even get my thoughts to, you know, together. And I already, my kids call me Dory. Now, if you don't know who Dory is, Dory is from Finding Nemo, the, the, the fish, the blue fish, I believe. I think she was blue. And Dory was played by Ella DeGeneres, you know, her voiceover. And Dory couldn't remember something from one, one second to the other. Well, my kids and my husband, they all call me Dory. Well, I get called that because you could tell me something and if I don't write it down, I will walk away and forget it, right? I just will literally walk away and forget. And so during this process, there were a few people that I just did not include into the guest list because it wasn't personal. Like I just didn't remember and I didn't write the list down. It was a list. It was a thing, right? And so, you know, I contacted them and just apologized and, you know, all those things. But with me and Dory, like I'm a Dory person, like I can't, it's hard. And so I've actually been very concerned about that because I know how much dementia and Alzheimer's and things run. So I've been working with my family doctor to find ways to be sure that I don't get it. Like I can't stop it from happening if it happens, but just making sure that some of the red flags that happen when you're kind of younger and you don't pay attention until you're already older, we're working on that to make sure that I, that doesn't become my reality. But I am very much don't remember a lot of things. Um, I can't remember things unless I write them down. I have to write them down multiple times, um, which is another reason why I have a planner because I need to write it down. I And I will put it in my phone as an alert. But sometimes our phones don't act right. Stuff gets moved from one space to another. The alarm doesn't come on. It doesn't, you know, ignite it. So for me, I have to write it down multiple times. So that is the story behind that. But for the actual blog anniversary. And I do call it a blog anniversary. We had a great dinner, um, some amazing food at the Mushaloo, which is here located in Philadelphia. They had about nine or 10 different options that I selected. It was beautiful. Um, they, had, you know, had it private. 
room that was kind of roped off for us that was beautiful i had a drink that i called bloggers gonna blog and that was a pink cosmo it tasted more like a lemonade it was just a very sweet not overly sweet but very you know sweet swedish drink and it was amazing so i'm gonna put that as the drink of the day so we're gonna start off with the drink of the day because sometimes i forget to tell you that it's called bloggers is going to blog it's a pink um cosmo and so i will put the recipe in the show notes so make sure you click on that so that you can make yourself a bloggers gonna blog and that was the theme so that was the original theme of my blog when i started eight years ago i i told my story at the uh, event but a lot of people don't aren't aware when i first started my blog i had no laptop i had a blackberry phone and that's how i did it now if you know anything about for me this is just me when i go and blog from either my phone which i still sometimes do or my laptop it's better for me to even if i start the blog on my phone to go back into my laptop to do some of the seo editing and making sure things are in line and all the things are check marked right and i use yoast for those who are like well what are you using i use yoast yoast will tell me all the things that need to be corrected in the blog um, not just for spelling purposes but literally making sure that it'll be picked up by google so it'll give me um, a grade and if the grade is not meeting where it needs to meet it'll tell me the areas to fix and i didn't have any of that when i first started all i had was again that blackberry and i wasn't even consistent i had just had a, um, a newborn baby and I was in therapy for my postpartum depression, which I've talked about multiple times on this channel. So if you deal with postpartum or have ever dealt with postpartum or any form of depression or anxiety, please go back and listen to some of those episodes where I really tell it all the way like it is. I don't sugarcoat it because I get it. If you're going through that, the least thing you can have somebody do, the worst thing you can have somebody, somebody do is to play around with that. So I'm very raw and real when it comes to my experience. And again, my experience may not mirror yours, but if you've been through it, if you know, unfortunately, you know. And so that's how I started the blog. My therapist was like, you really should go into writing. And I was telling her how much I love the, you know, just writing things out. I just love writing. And so that's how the blog started. Not consistent had no knowledge of a lot of different things that I have more knowledge of now. I had no resources, to be honest with you. It was very limited resources. And so I was just grateful for the years as they've gone past that I've just learned so much about myself in this process. Um, I learned so much about, um, about life. I learned so much about the business of blogging because a lot of people are like you know is it really a business it is because it takes a lot of your time to get a lot of things done and you know i wasn't always making money you know off you know or worth the blog and as much as i do now and so again there was a lot of learning curve and it was just beautiful to see um the people that came out it was raining you know cold and raining the night of this event and just having people come out and venture out in the cold um to to come and just bring their presence presence not present that you give something i'm talking about having their their body there having them there having them um participate having them celebrate enjoying the food enjoying the drinks um having different groups of my friends if you know from bloggers some influencers um 
a PR was there. We had uh, my personal family. So my children were there and I specifically had them there because it is important for, for me as a mother, for them to see the work that I put in and also be able to celebrate the wins. My kids know, or I don't even know. Sometimes I feel like I don't even know if they're aware. There are so many times when my kids will go to bed and I am still up in the middle of the night getting blogs together, typing and editing or editing the podcast or, you know, working on a campaign or I, one time I had a meeting one time that was like at 10 o'clock at night because the person was on a different time zone. And a lot of that is a lot of behind the scenes work, you know, and oftentimes I often wonder like, do they ever see that? Because it's fun when they can come to an event, right? It's fun when I can go take them to a concert. It's fun when I can take them to see, you know, some type of holiday, you know, event or whatever the case may be, or go to a dinner that's being sponsored or, you know, them getting outfits or clothes or just different things that they receive from the process of me blogging, right? It's one thing for that, but I always want to make sure that I show them the work that it takes to get there, the consistency that it takes to get there. You know, when other people are just on their cell phones, mindfully doing their TikToking, which I'm not saying I don't do, but I'm on there like, you know, sending out pitches and, you know, emailing back and forth between companies and making sure that my post is correct and that all the things are done. And it's a lot. And I was just so blessed to watch them watch me and all of us together celebrate as as a family. My husband husband was there. He was the main push. He was like, "Listen, I want you to go. I want you to, you know, celebrate. Let's 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 do this." And he's been the main push for that and to have him do that, you know, to push me and to like want me to celebrate, you know, he didn't think it, you know, negative to be like, "No, nah, I don't think we should do that" or nothing. He came, you know, ready to 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 do whatever was necessary and he showed up and showed out. I mean, he bought me the most beautiful and I mean most beautiful bouquet of flowers I have ever received from him. Now, my love language, parts of my love language is in receiving of gifts and my gift when i think about gifts for myself i'm thinking i love the receiving of flowers i usually for the most part will get myself flowers once a week because i love the the freshness and the beauty of different arrangements and i love the fact of doing something that makes me feel good and so flowers is just one of those things that you can get me a flower for any holiday, for any occasion. And I'm going to just swoon. I love flowers. And there's so many of us that do. And we're kind of like, even before I got married, you know, waiting for, you know, Valentine's Day. And, you know, you sit at the job, when, especially when I was single, right? And all these women would get flowers. And you'd be like, oh, I can't wait till I get some. Child, I had to learn a lesson in getting flowers for myself, right? And so what I've noticed, even with being married, is the consistency of me getting flowers for myself. My husband will see it sometimes and be like, I'll, you know, he'll just go get, he doesn't tell me I'll get it, but he'll go and bring me flowers. So that saves me a week of having to get them. But the consistency of loving myself and doing the things that make me feel good, not waiting for him to do it, not waiting for somebody else to get it, learning that, you know, I can actually just go ahead and do this. If this is something that I want to do, I can just, let's just go ahead and make this happen. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm grateful for that because there was many times before where I would be so down because somebody else didn't do, didn't get, didn't support, you know, um, and now I'm able to say, you know what, I can do this. 
So when you're planning an event outside of me having my Dory moments, you're going to have people that are going to cancel. You're going to have people that are not going to show or say they're coming and they don't show. It's just a part of the process. It doesn't matter if you're planning for a birthday party, a wedding, a blog anniversary, you know, dinner with friends, like things happen all the time. And so I try not to let those things um, get to me to the point where it's discouraging because I just always wonder when people don't get how the, the canceling process works. And so I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, I try not to do it either. And I've had times where I've had to do it. And again, when you're in a situation where you have to cancel last minute, you, you got to do what you have to do. But I feel like sometimes we don't think about the other side of canceling. And I feel like we need to be better at canceling things far enough in advance. You know, you're not going to be able to do something. Don't RSVP. If you know that you are not going to be able to do it, just cancel ahead of time. So, um, again, every time you have anything, you're going to have that, but overall it didn't stop anything from happening. We enjoyed so much amazing food. We enjoyed the good company. We, it was just, it was just a beautiful time. So grateful and thankful for everybody who could be there. Um, for those who i uh, again, did not invite just because it just crossed my mind. It didn't cross. It didn't cross my mind. And I apologize profusely for it, but we just had a great time. And, you know, it was just beautiful to do that. But I do want to talk about a specific story that I did see online. And it's a very tragic, it's a tragic story. Okay. And this is going to tie in with some of the things that we have been talking about lately when we're talking about relationships with people. And I think her name is Shanquilla, Shanquilla Robinson. And I hope I'm not spelling or saying her, not spelling, but not saying her name incorrectly, but she was beaten to death while she was in Cabo in Mexico with her quote unquote friends. I say quote unquote friends. Let me just tell you this. This is why I have made a very clear determination that I am not doing any more friends, uh, trips, any more, anything where I feel like I'm going to be miserable. And let me just tell you why. And then we're going to get into Shanquilla's story. When you go with people that you know, do not do or have the same alignment with you in how you travel, it makes and breaks the trip. I am not about to spend any more of my money and I mean that to the bottom of my soul that I am not spending any more money with people that I know for a fact I'm going to be miserable. How do I define miserable on a trip? You can be with the devil himself and have a good time anywhere, right? So yes, you can be with people who don't really align and you can have a good time and make the best quote unquote out of the situation. You are absolutely 1000% correct. However, when you go to spend your coin, and spend your money and you're in a situation with your friends, whether they're your friends or quote unquote friends, and you got people doing stuff that don't make sense on a trip. You want to go do fun stuff. They want to sit back at the hotel. You want to go out to eat. They want to sit and cook. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not ever going on vacation. I don't care if it's for a weekend, a staycation or whatever the case may be. The second you don't, it, it gets labeled as a vacation. I'm not going on anybody's vacation cooking. There is no value in that for me, right? I think I had at, got asked to go to something and they were just like, well, we, you know, to save money, we can cook our meals. God bless you and all your efforts. I know that's probably going to sound bougie hearing that it's going to sound ignorant. It's going to sound rude, but let me break this down to you. I am a wife and a mother of three. 
three growing children, okay? My two older kids are already towering me, okay? So with that means they love to eat. With that means I am meal prepping, cooking food every single day. When there is a time in my life when cooking is not a part of my lifestyle, it is on vacation. So I don't care if it's a weekend visit or some type of something. I don't care if we're going on vacation. If you even begin to suggest to me that we're going on vacation and we're going to cook, I'm going to decline you. I'm declining it from the gate. If you want to save your money because you're cutting corners, I understand, right? And you should not be deprived of vacation if you're willing to cook. God bless you. But if I go on vacation with you and you're talking at, you know, oh, um, I'm going to cook and we can cook three meals and save money. I'm going to peacefully decline. I am going to peacefully decline because that is not a vacation for me. I cook every single day. That is not a vacation. When I go on vacation, I want to eat good food. I want to try something different. I want to go out and I want to experience the city or wherever we're at. It is a thing. And I am not letting go of that. Right. And if I do decide to go with someone, they really have to be and I really have to really love them with all my heart. But I'm telling you right now, you can sit in that house and cook. I am going out to eat. And I know that sounds rude. And no, I'm not paying for you to go out to eat with me. I am going out to eat and you do what's best for your budget. And I'm going to do what's best for mine. And this is why I believe in team saving the money. Because I want to be able to, to go on vacation without a worry or concern. When we go on vacation, even as a family, we make sure the money is there so we can do those things. So we can eat those meals. So we can enjoy our time. I'm sorry, but for me, this is just a personal preference. I'm not cooking, right? So going with whom you can align with matters. Now, this young lady, I don't know her story. What I mean by that is, I don't know what happened prior to, and nobody really knows what happened in that room, but the video of it is absolutely hard to watch. I don't know if she was inebriated, or I believe they say that she might've been drunk. And I don't know what sparked the fight between her and the girl on the video who is literally beating her and some, and I listen to my core. If you're going to record, you better be recording for the purpose of having evidence. Like I can't believe this girl is doing whatever, but for me as a friend, and I see one of my friends getting beat in my presence, I don't even think I would have the mindset to record. I don't even know if my mind could even do it. My first thing would be to get each other off of each other, regardless of what the fight might've been about. Right. And so I'm watching this supposed friend. I say, supposed go on vacation out of the country in Cabo and you're beating up your friend who cannot and will not defend herself. Because the, the gentleman that was recording was like, or somebody in the room that shouted out, you're not going to defend yourself. You're not going to fight. And the young lady who got, who got unfortunately killed said, no, it doesn't matter what led up to that moment. We have, again, this goes back to last week's episode about accountability and responsibility. What if she got to Cabo and, the, and that girl found out that she had been sleeping with her man? Let me explain this to you. Why you beating up the woman, your man is still going to find somebody else to sleep with. So it can't be that. We got to stop that. I would beat the girl. I would beat the brakes off that girl if I found out she was sleeping with my man. Sis, I need you to understand that while you're fighting off this one, there will be another. So unless you plan on fighting all of them, except for, you know, fighting yourself out of the relationship, take a break, right? Take a break. So that can't be it. There's no excuse for me there. Uh, it could have been a situation where somebody took money. Listen, people in money and friendships don't mix all the time. 
I get it. Trust me, have I ever been in a situation where I wanted to fight somebody over a dollar? If you asked a 20 year old toy, that would have been absolutely. But I probably wouldn't have necessarily gone through it unless I felt like I was in danger. Like, you know what I mean? F protecting myself. So I just cannot fathom a reason as this supposed friend beating this girl and killing her. This one, this sh she died from, I believe, a broken spine and a broken neck. So you beat this child so bad that you broke her neck and you broke her spine. But when her mother called these supposed friends, they gave the answer of, oh, she was so drunk and basically died of uh, alcohol poisoning. Now, let me let me just say, I love a good cocktail. I love a good drink. And in my college days, I drank a whole lot of alcohol. And I couldn't even lie about that because if cell phones was deep as they was back then, and if social media was as deep as it was back then, we would have the evidence to prove it. You would have the evidence of the drunken nights. You would have the evidence of not knowing where the heck I was at and the whole quote unquote blacking out. All those things would exist. But to tell somebody's parents that this young lady died because of the fact that she was so drunk that she just died from, from basically too much alcohol. And then knowing in your spirit, your lifestyle, your mind, your body that you killed this young lady as a mother. I'm getting you for less, first of all, but to lie to my face after I trust my, my daughter trusted you, which means that I would probably have five seconds of trust for you and you killed my daughter and you lied to me about how her last moments were to be and think about that. Whatever happened, happened, but her last moments were spent in pain. You can't break somebody's neck and back and they just be good. Like, that is a lot of pain. That girl was getting punched on the video in the head and all kind of carrying on. But let me tell you about black Twitter. If you know nothing about black Twitter, it's a, it's Twitter, but it's another level. If you go to that video, not only did people, you know, people will find out what they got to find out. They reversed some of the phone calls. So they found the people in, uh, that were involved name, address, phone number, and basically doxed them. They doxed all their personal information. At this point, I think the phone numbers are supposedly don't even work anymore because people had to get new numbers or whatever the case may be, but they doxed the hell out of them, which is unsafe. I'm not suggesting that it should happen. I'm just telling you that it did, but they lied and told that mother that that young, her daughter died because she had been drinking too much. And come on now, when you take a trip with your friends, you're going to be drinking. Like, unless you're the type of person who don't drink fine but for the rest of everybody else who do yes you are going to find yourself drinking and having lots to drink when you're in vac on vacation in another country it makes sense so it's horrible it was horrible to even watch that video it's horrible to even read the the details of the story you know, this young lady was with friends and I use that term very loosely. Again, everybody is saying the same thing. Watch who you are friends with. Because I'm going to tell you one thing. There's a lot of friends that could be in your own circle who are jealous of you, jealous of your success, 
who on paper want to seem like they're supporting you, but in real life, they don't. They want to sabotage you any type of way that they can. They don't want to show up to the things that concern you. Like they show up for other people. Let me tell you something. I'm learning all the time, the valuable lesson of watching how people react to certain situations where I'm concerned because I have my ear to the ground and my spirit open to the truth. And sometimes that truth is not pretty. It will reveal people and how they really feel. Because when things happen for other people and you see them respond in a certain situation, but when your name gets called and your name gets brought into it and then they kind of back off, if that is not a tall tale tale, I need you to pay attention and keep your ears to the ground and your spirit open to receive. Sometimes our friends and some of the things the people that we're around be telling us exactly what they feel. They tell us exactly where they are with us and we ignore it because we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Let me explain something to you. When you start to recognize that people aren't as supportive and they're not clapping with you, they're just kind of looking and just sitting there kind of observing and kind of being jealous and having all those different things. Be watchful. Be very much watchful. And I say that with all sincerity because the biggest thing that you can ever find is to put your trust in a friend and then discover that it's not really, they're not who, who they really say they are. However, like Maya Angelou told us many a times, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Stop making excuses for your friends because, well, they had this issue going on so I can understand why they couldn't support me. Listen, when they want to, they will. Plain and simple. When they want to, they will. Yes, things come up. We understand all those things. But when people want to support you, when people want to be in your corner, when people want to show up where you are concerned, they will do it. Support is an action word. I need you to hear me very clearly. Support is an action word. When I had posted this week about the blog, I had said in my caption, I believe on Facebook, and you can go on there if you would like to see it um, on my toy time page. And on there, I was just talking about, you know, thank you to the people who simply share an article. Do you know this? People don't get like there are people to say, well, I can't afford to put money into your business. I get that. We all got bills. We all got lives. We all have livelihoods. You may not be able to donate money into my business, but you can if you would like to, right? You can go right on the blog and there's a place for you to put. It's called Few Cents and you can add your donation and then it'll be well received, right? You can do that, but there's something you can do that you can support my business. Share an article to support my business, right? Um, Engage with the content. If you see something on Facebook, make a comment. You see something on Instagram, make a comment. Uh, share it in your stories. You don't have to share it on your main page. Share it in your stories. It's simple, right? Simple things that people can do. And it'd be free 99. I'm gonna tell you one thing. If you, won't sh if you won't do something that is free, you won't do it when it costs you something either. Let me repeat that. If you can't do something that is free, you can't do it when it costs you something. And I have learned... I believe I was listening to another podcast. I, won't, I don't even remember which one it was, but the person was just like, well, I don't agree. I, I don't support people's content because I feel like it's not, you know, it's not up to par. I don't really feel like it's doing anything. Let's just say that's, that's the case. Cause I don't share everybody's stuff either. If I don't feel like it's whatever, but support goes back and forth. It goes both ways. And so if you're not sharing something, if you're not doing those things, that's fine. But we also have to come to the realization that you may not like the person that's putting the content out. 
So acknowledge that. I feel like sometimes we are not as honest. And so we want to have the, the, the look of, I really do support. I do support. I do support. But you really don't. And you don't because you don't agree. And you don't support because you don't like. Totally okay. But back to her story with friendships. You got to be very careful who you have around you. Who you have around you. I've gone out of the country with people. I have been friends with people. I have traveled with people. The best way to know where your friendship lies, unfortunately, is going to come in your travel. Do you know that there's even a story on like, there's like actual many videos on TikTok. People just going to simple, my, simply Miami. Go to Miami with your friends and see if you come out on it. Like see if you are going to be friends. Because when you travel with someone, you get to see the intimacy of who they are, right? If they snore, you're going to be in the room with them. They're going to, you're going to notice. If they're not as clean, they don't want to take a shower, you begin to notice. If, you know, when it comes to spending and, and, and separating finances, when it comes to trips, it will either make or break the situation. And I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago because it's the truth. Traveling with someone or with a group of people will open your eyes in ways that it will not happen when you're just in the same city. I just want to put that out there. It's the same thing for couples. When couples go on their first trips together, right? You could either be already married, which I hope you've already taken a trip prior to marriage. But if you're dating someone and you go on vacation with them, you kind of kind of see how they do things. If the woman is expecting the man to pay for all the things, You'll see that right off the bat because that woman has not prepared for the trip, has not saved for the trip, doesn't even bring a lot of money to the trip because she's just under the assumption without conversations that he'll take care of everything, right? That can make or break a relationship because you're not willing to have clear conversations about what the financial breakdown is on just this trip. So that's a red flag, a completely red flag if you're not willing to deal with that, if that person is going to be able to separate finances in the marriage right? And so these are just like examples of how this will make or break or separate. Shanquilla Robinson from the pictures that I saw, it was a beautiful young lady. And it's a shame. I pray that they, um, those so-called friends, those frenemies that I've been talking about, cause I've been talking about them frenemies on the blog, on the podcast, all kind of stuff, because I've had a couple. And when you discover a frenemy, my God, it is the most hardest betrayal, but let me tell you something about the betrayal of, of a frenemy. If your spirit is open and you're willing to receive the message, it will hurt you by all means, but it will be something that will also guide you. It will guide you into making better decisions about your friends and being honest about where you truly are. So rest in peace to Shaquilla. I pray that justice is definitely um, in this case. And I pray that these frenemies are brought to full justice and that they are persecuted or prosecuted, not persecuted, prosecuted to the fullest extent. All right. So another topic that I saw on the internet this week was that there was a teacher who decided to film um, content for her OnlyFans uh, account. But the kicker is, is that she filmed this information or this, this video, this content inside of her classroom, her and her husband. Now be very clear. I am not against anybody making coin. And if somebody wants to subscribe to whatever is on OnlyFans, this is not my lifestyle. That is not something that I'm, you know, interested in doing, but I'm not going to knock a next, the next person who wants to do so. So I don't have any issues of like, Ew, that's gross. That's wrong. That's the meaning because it is what it is. There's people making money off of um, OnlyFans by just showing their feet. So 
Listen, that's between them and Jesus, however that may go down. So what I say by that is she's now gotten fired or her and the husband got fired from their job. And her reason is that she was using the OnlyFans to supplement her job because she wasn't getting paid that much because we know teachers are not paid that much. Now, the argument should be that, yes, we should absolutely without any hesitation, you know, pay our teachers more. We absolutely should. No doubt about it. However, how in the actual world do you make the argument that you're going to film this sexual content inside of your classroom? Like now I work for home from home, so there's nothing wrong with that. I can film whatever I choose to. But when I used to work in an office, I can't go to my office and say, well, they're not paying me enough. So I'm going to go and film this content in here and they just going to have to do with it because if they paid me more, I wouldn't have to film the content. Um, I'm a content creator. Content can be made in all kinds of locations, but what's, what's appropriate. You got to ask yourself what is actually appropriate to be making or to happen when you are, um, in different spaces, right? That is the question. So do I agree with her OnlyFans account? I don't have an agreement or disagreement in my body about it. I say, do whatever you need to do. If that's what you want to do. Just do what you got to do. However, we cannot make the argument that just because teachers are not paid enough that it gave her the green light to record sexual content inside of a classroom, right? And we all know that with jobs, no matter what they are, there is a code of conduct. You cannot do what you want to do at a job and say, well, oh, well, that's like, for instance, I used to work at a job and they were supposed to be supplying. They weren't even, it wasn't something they had to do, but like, they supply, like, let's say they supplied snacks or lunch or something for the day. So what I'm going to say is like, okay, well, they didn't supply lunch today. So now I'm going to go and tip over all the laptops and the computers and the thing because I didn't get whatever, or I'm going to steal some of the laptops and sell it because, you know, I couldn't eat lunch. So now I'm going to have lunch for a whole couple of months. Like <sighs> content creation can be, can happen anywhere. I create content just about any and everywhere. Sometimes I post it. Sometimes I don't. I kind of keep folders in my phone so I can pull from certain things when a certain time comes around or whatever the case may be. But your location for content matters. I can't take my kids to a bar and say we're having a family outing and then create that content at a bar, like an actual, actual bar that's for adults and say, well, you know, I'm creating content and, you know, my kids didn't drink like because it looks inappropriate. Same thing with her. It looks inappropriate for you to be recording this inside of your classroom obviously after hours i pray and then getting saying well it's because i didn't get paid enough at my job there's a thousand and one people that don't get paid enough at their job they can't go making content at their job just because and so since we are what about a week a little less than a week away from thanksgiving how is everybody feeling about that and i ask that because Thanksgiving has its ups and downs. Now, if you know anything about this podcast, I will always give, of course, the Thanksgiving recap. But since we're going into the Thanksgiving weekend, there's a couple of things that I just want to say. Please check that you may need to take out your turkey pretty much now, right? Look at the weight, like look at all the things and see, but you may want to start taking out your turkey, placing in your refrigerator so that it can begin the thought process. I don't understand why you think or some people think that 
their turkey doesn't need to be thawed out. And so what they'll do is the night before or Tuesday before they try to put it in water and pray that it thaws out. The proper way to unthaw a, a turkey would be to place it in the refrigerator for a few days. And again, this may need to happen now. Meaning if you are hearing this podcast, this podcast is Friday. Uh, I need you to go ahead and take your turkey out now. And there are so many videos, tutorials on how to properly clean a turkey, how to do the bare bone basics of seasoning a turkey, the bare bone basis of how to cook a turkey. But I will say this, if you are not equipped, have not done it before, do not know how to fry a turkey, I would assume that Thanksgiving may not be the time to practice that because contrary to what people may think, the holidays is one of the most toughest time for injuries and sickness. So I would not want you to burn your house down, cause infliction and pain to yourself because you don't know how to properly uh, fry your turkey. So this may be a chance to maybe lay low on frying the turkey or maybe practice, you know, maybe this weekend and do a little test run with the chicken. Okay. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to need you to be thoroughly ready for the holidays. I am going to be making the traditional holiday uh, meal for my family. I will also have a vegan option for myself. And we're just going to enjoy a low key day. And what do I mean by low key day? I don't, I highly doubt we're going to have anybody over, uh, to be honest with you, just have our family over and call friends and family that day and check in with everybody, but just really just have a low key holiday weekend. I have some other plans that I have going on that weekend of the Thanksgiving uh, weekend, but that's about it. And the stress of making sure that you have everything may start in getting and gathering your items as early as possible. So for us, we are going to probably do all of our shopping today, getting as much as we can done today so that we are already prepared and ready to go because I do not, I hate going to the uh, grocery store the day before or the night before Thanksgiving because it is a madhouse even if I try my best I will buy extra milk extra sticks of butter I will buy extra with anything just to make sure I have more than enough so I don't have to go to the store now every now and again that does happen you will forget something but try your best to gather all the things that you could possibly need please make a list make a list and check it twice like Santa to make sure you have your ingredients. Start with the, the side dishes, work your way up to obviously the turkey if you're having one or the Cornish hen or whatever you are having, but make sure you write down all of the ingredients that you need. And I would highly suggest a couple days ago, it was National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. I would suggest you go ahead and do that. Clean out your refrigerator, take out all the trays, get rid of that old food. Uh, wipe things down, soak some things, get it all prepped and ready, nice and clean and squeaky so that it's good to go to receive all of the meals. Uh, make sure you grab your baking uh, dishes if you're not using like glassware, you know, the little throwaway ones, they're perfectly fine for Thanksgiving. Make sure you have plenty of foil because we tend to forget that we need foil as well to wrap these things up. Or you may have dishes or, you know, little cute little dishes to put your food in, whatever it takes. Do you and do what's best for you. Um, there have been times for Thanksgiving where I have done non-traditional Thanksgiving. When my mother-in-law passed away the first Thanksgiving, we went to her uh, brother's house. And I think, yeah, we did like we did any other year. 
and for us I still make a meal I don't care if we are going to someone's house I'm going to make a meal here at my house too because I want to be able to eat my own Thanksgiving dinner and um, have some leftovers as well and we did that but we ate our Thanksgiving dinner for breakfast like pretty much once it was done we just sat down and ate um, we then decorated the Christmas tree we went to the movies and then we went over to the uncle's house and had the traditional dinner Thanksgiving does not have to look like what my Thanksgiving looks like or somebody else's Thanksgiving looks like. I know people who are doing Friendsgiving because that is their version of Thanksgiving for them. And a lot of that goes with sometimes you may not have the family that you want to celebrate with. Um, this is a hard time for people as they're grieving the loved ones that they wish were here. And in addition to when you get to eat with your friends for a Friendsgiving, it's because you're choosing the people that you want to be around. Sometimes for families, we don't get to choose. We just have Aunt Jenny that's here and Aunt Jenny's going to be there getting on everybody's nerves. And we got Grandma Sue that's there and she's going to be doing things to get on people's nerves. And so we just have to go with the flow with whatever, with whatever we have. I get that. There are people who can't travel for the holidays because maybe they live in a, you know, their family lives far away. So having just some friends that they can gather with is, is soothing for them. Just consider the fact that you don't have to do anything traditional for Thanksgiving. Some people don't even have Thanksgiving food on Thanksgiving day. They just have a different type of meal or they have, you know, different theme for that dinner. It's all up to you. What I know people are going to do is make these plates and put these struggle plates on display. Listen, I promise you we all eat the same thing, but we don't necessarily need to see the struggle plates on your main page. I know you're going to still do it because there's nothing I can stop people doing for their social media, especially when it's not costing me nothing. So I get it. I just want to encourage you that we all going to be having sort of the same types of stuff within limitations, right? So get ready for the struggle meals uh do not include me in a group text message unless it's a designated test message that group that we already actively talk in like i have a one for my um extended family so my parents my siblings their their spouses we're all in a group text together it's a beautiful thing right but we also genuinely use that outside of thanksgiving if you are trying to text 20 people that don't know each other just so you can say you sent the thanksgiving text don't send it to me don't send it to me i can't stand having other people in these group tests that text that don't know who i am i don't know who they are my phone number is out there floating around in this group text so everybody's got to say well who is this who is this who is this who is that not me it's not me. Please do not include me in a group text message that we do not already have established. It is the most frustrating thing for Thanksgiving, right? And please know some of the do's and don'ts for Thanksgiving. If you are going to someone's house, even if it's a family member, please bring a hostess gift. That could be a bottle of wine, right? Or if they're asking you to bring a dish or dessert, please do so. I genuinely try to bring like a bottle of wine or if they don't drink some type of sparkling cider or something. Um, there's even wines that don't have alcohol in them, but they look just as beautiful as a bottle of wine. Grab it. Take it as a hostess gift. It's a saying thank you for having me and my family here to celebrate the holidays with you. And then whatever else that they've asked you to bring, go ahead and adhere to that. If they've asked you to bring a side dish, and you don't bring one, 
stop going to people's houses without it. I come in squat deep. My family is a family of five. My husband and I and my three children. I would try my best to not go to somebody's house without a proper dish. Um, but my parents, uh, even for Christmas, we go to my parents' house usually. And I try to bring food over to their house. And that's my mom and daddy. Like I could go in their house and they could have cooked all the food. And I would have needed to bring not one thing. But because I came with my five people, I'm coming with items, right? I'm coming with things. Now, I may not bring them a hostess gift because usually when I come for Christmas, I'm bringing actual Christmas gifts, but you get the point. The point is to bring something with you outside of the Tupperware that you have in your bag. Uh, not everybody is team Tupperware. So you should consider and think about if the person or person's home that you're going to is going to be okay with that. If they don't see that as something rude, um, some people are finicky. Some people are finicky about that and are just like, no, that's my food. I want it to be left here. Or maybe they only want you to make a plate. I don't know. Also, if you're not a great cook and somebody asks you to bring a side dish, try to pick a side dish that you can cook well, right? This is not the time for you to bring the macaroni and cheese and macaroni and cheese is not your ministry because you want to practice. You've had all year from last Thanksgiving to this Thanksgiving to practice your mac and cheese. You have had time to fail at it. You have had time to critique it. You've had time to fix it. You have had time for all the things. And I'm going to need you to not practice on actual Thanksgiving day for major dishes. If you want to practice on the greens, which are certain families like my down south family, you couldn't play that with. But certain families, greens may not be their thing. So they really are not that. They don't really know no better. So it's not a big deal. But mac and cheese is one of those main staples you don't want to play with. Turkey is not the time to play with. If you're having potato salad, it is not the time to play for Thanksgiving meal. It's just not. I get it. I know, you know. You want to do all the things and you want certain things that look a certain way. And so you're just like, I just want to try. I want to try my hand. I want you to have tried your hand days in advance, weeks in advance, months in advance. Also, if you have children and you're taking them to someone else's house, you got to do like the old school parents used to do us when we go to other people's homes. For one, I don't do the whole letting your kids out of my sight too long. You know, they're in the basement type thing and you're upstairs in the regular room. I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Now, I will say the reason why I'm not a fan of it is because there's plenty of things that could happen or have happened to me or around me um, that I've been a witness to or seen where you parents are just so oblivious to anything and they're just so gung-ho on having adult conversation that they don't check in with their kids and I, we ain't playing house like we're not doing any of that be mindful of your children and when you're going to other people's houses I get that uncle John you know he seems like a cool cat and aunt Sue seems like a good woman and so her kids are not problematic or everything is on everything but be aware of your children please do not drink so much to the point where you don't remember your kids are there or to the point where you're not in tune to them be watchful be mindful that's not a just because of you know you have to have had something happen to you to feel that way if you are about protecting your children you should feel that way regardless right there are some of us who have dealt with the trauma of certain things so we're more inclined to think like that and then there's just some of us who should just think like that period uh make sure that your children have the talk about respecting other people's spaces when they come to other people's homes because nobody wants to invite the kids that don't know how to act right the kids that are running around the home breaking other people's things being rude to the hostess or the hostess kids or vice versa because sometimes you can go to other people's houses and they 
they guess is the one that's acting up and can be problematic. I've had that happen. And you got to be aware. And again, be aware of your children, their space so that everybody can have a good time. If you're asked to dress up and you're choosing to go over someone's house that is dressing up, then I, I, I said, I would guess you would need to be doing that. Um, I, in my house, when we have Thanksgiving dinner, there are years where I've done the whole matching shirts. That's usually when we're going to the uncle's house or something like that. But when we're in our own house for Thanksgiving, we are team comfortable, right? Uh, we get cleaned up. We do all those things, but it's like team with your sweatpants on. Cause this is a, this is the day where the Lord has made and we're going to be rejoicing and eating in this food. We're going to have our big sweatpants on so we can make room for all the food. Uh, I'm not counting calories on Thanksgiving day. Um, I may or may not even work out. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. There's been plenty of times where I have worked out, you know, maybe the morning of while the turkey is baking or something, but, um, yeah, decide honestly make a decision about what it is that you want to be wearing um if you want to be um, comfortable because like i said for my home we are team wear your sweatpants we are teamed uh be comfortable all of those different things so just keep that in mind because that's important so whatever you choose traditional non-traditional going to someone else's home traveling for the holidays be safe be safe be safe y'all know the cops are going to be out Y'all know if you're going to be on those roads, the police are going to be out trying to make their quota. Don't let them, don't let it be you. And then we also go into with Thanksgiving, the after shop, after holiday shopping, grateful for some of these companies like Target and some of these other ones who are closed for Thanksgiving day. Now, if you've ever worked in retail, you know how hard it is for an actual Thanksgiving holiday for you to actually live and actually have a moment to breathe. I worked retail when I was younger and even when I was in college or after college, you know, that first year coming home from school, you got to get work multiple jobs to make sure your stuff is together. But when you single child, I was out here trying to hustle. And one of the things I used to dislike about working for retail was that on Thanksgiving day, because there were so many shopping, you know, sales that were going on, on that actual day, it would be like, I knew families that would get together and have dinner at two just so they can get in the car as a family and go shopping by six. That is a whole lot of foolishness to me. And, um, and I'm grateful that a lot of companies are not doing that, but for the ones that are, are, it's like, you don't even get a chance to, you know, have itis. Like I like to get a good case of the itis. If you don't know what the itis is, that is after you have eaten your food and all of a sudden your spirit and your body is like, let's go to sleep. So you may be on the couch sleeping like somebody, you know, like you ain't slept in a month of Sundays because you have eaten some good food and your belly is nice and full. Last year, we had the serious case of itis. It was so bad. Like my kids were like, okay, it's time to get up and make, you know, cut the pie. And I was like, okay, you know, let's get up and get cleaned up and, you know, let's eat this pie. But, um... The itis is something serious. So you don't even get a case of the itis because you have to get back into get into your work clothes to get ready to get on these roads so you can get parking in order for you to be ready for these the retail holiday. So I don't envy anybody that's working in retail. I'm just going to send prayers your way that you guys have um, an amazing season and hopefully the company makes enough money so that they can keep on as many people because some people are seasonal workers and then there are some where they'll cut the seasonal workers and the people were there before them too. Whatever the case may be, you know, Black Friday as it as it is for next Friday um, will be crazy. I haven't decided if I was going to if I'm going to go out for Black Friday 
Normally, I would say I don't go out for Black Friday. However, I try to do my best to do a couple little things. Um, and then also for Shop Small Saturday, which will happen next week, or get ready for Cyber Monday, which is usually the Monday after Black Friday sales. And I try to be ready, coins in hand and ready to get as many deals as I possibly can. Because when I do my shopping, I try to get it all done at one time especially when it comes to the kids or any kids that i'm buying for i try to get everything at one time because the more you get at one time sometimes them savings can stack up and so i'm trying to get as much as i can for my money for my buck and that's what i'm going to be probably doing this year and so we'll just see how that goes but as you're preparing for your thanksgiving make your your menu uh get your your list together check them twice get ready for the holidays um if the holidays stress you and I mean that with all sincerity, like all the jokes about itis is one thing. But when I tell you, when it comes to getting ready for the holidays, the stress of the holidays, please find another way instead of putting yourself in a situation where you're around people who do not mean you well. I love family, but I, I have said it many a times. There have been years that I had to take a break from going over to the family functions, from doing the whole holiday thing, from just separating myself to get myself together. And when you're mentally not able to deal with certain people with the same stuff that happens every year with the same stories and the same drama, don't. So I would just be very cautious about putting yourself in a situation where, again, you're going to be stressed out for the holidays. There's nothing worse than having your Thanksgiving or any major holiday ruined, you know, ruined by people who just want to ask unnecessary questions. And this is for my old school people who may be listening, right? And young people too, because some of y'all don't learn. Y'all just repeat what the old school people have done in the past. If there is a couple and they are not married yet, stop asking them when you're going to put a ring on it. Stop doing that, especially when you don't have an established relationship with them because you're putting undue pressure on people for no reason. Second thing, even if that woman has had a child, stop asking her when she will have another one. Or if you believe in your heart that this couple has been married or together for such a long time that they should have children and you ask, when are you going to have one? Let's not ask that at the, at the table this week or this, this upcoming week. Stop asking that. Stop asking people when they're going to get in relationship because people are trying to maintain their own personal mental health. They don't even have time to entertain bringing somebody else into the fold, right? And when it comes to asking a woman about whether or not she's going to have a baby, you do not know if she has been in a situation where she has been trying and didn't succeed or she's gotten pregnant and has lost a child, or maybe she's had a stillbirth and you don't know nothing about it. I know that's your family. You think you know all. And because we are so close, we tell each other every little thing. But I can promise you there's probably been many of times where people have had silent uh, wars in their spirit or silent struggles that they've had that they did not share that. And so what we're going to do is we're going to try to be less triggering at the holiday table because you're supposed to be coming there to eat and be jolly and do all those things and asking personal evasive questions that isn't going to make or break your lifestyle by knowing if they're getting ready to have a baby or not or knowing when they're going to put a ring on it it does nothing for you it doesn't feed you it doesn't give you nutrients it doesn't do any of these things i want us to curtail and bring some of that foolishness back 
Stop asking, stop inquiring, stop being nosy, stop doing that. And definitely stop doing it in public forums, meaning you're at the table and everybody's eating and drinking. And then you come asking a personal question because you put somebody on the spot. And I know a lot of old school people are going to say, well, you can't ask nothing. You can't say nothing to these young folks because you say something and they go off. They were saying it back in your day. You just didn't have enough sense or you weren't able to speak up because that was considered to be disrespectful. Let me explain this to you. I'm explaining this to you again. Disagreement is not disrespect and putting a boundary may seem like it's disrespectful, but boundaries are, are beautiful. There's a beautifulness in boundaries and we all need them so that we can protect our heart and our mind and our mental health at all times. And if somebody is putting a boundary someplace where you feel it shouldn't be, whether you agree with it or not, you got to respect the boundary. That's not your call. That's not something that you're able to do. Respect people's boundaries and allow people to move in the way that they need to move, whatever that may be. I need you to respect it. Okay. Uh, with that being said, I want you to have the most amazing week, the most amazing week next week and the most amazing weekend this weekend, keeping in mind that we're about to go into the first major holiday of the season. And I pray that you are covered with love as you go into those holidays. Remember the drink of the day is bloggers gonna blog. And I will be placing that recipe in the show notes. Thank you guys for your support with either the blog Thank you for the support in this podcast. Y'all have really been showing up and showing out. My numbers are doing some things and I appreciate it. So thank you for listening to me, um, listening to the podcast this week, whether you are jogging or folding up laundry like I normally do when I'm listening to podcasts myself. I wish you nothing but the best of days. I hope you have the best weekend. Find some rest and some type of restoration. And we will be back next week with conversations with toy thank you as always for joining me and i know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply until next time i hope that you are doing better if not we will be back to talk some more and handle it peace to you and yours stay grounded